All right, guys, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got a lot to talk about today. So really, we're going to hop right on in. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, by the way. I'm right, Marcus with the NB8 cast. Again, we have the $18,000 kid, as always. What up? What up? Um, he was actually the one that um, conducted our polls over the weekend about uh, the NBA bubble. So I think it's only fair that we're going to hop in and talk to him about how his polls did and how and his views on what happened in this bubble. So I guess we'll start right off with the MVP. Who you, who you got as your MVP? So this was easily a two-man race. Uh, T.J. Warren, he showed, he showed out early on, but um, then he kind of fell off later on. But this was a two-man race between Lillard and D-Book. And it was pretty close until Lillard went off for basically – two straight 50s and then – or 50 <laughs> or 60 and then, you know, the 42 and 10 that he just got. So right. I'm going to give it to Lillard. I mean, led his team to the playoff, um, even though D-Book did everything he could, just just didn't have enough thing, enough dominoes fall in his favor, I guess. Well, I'm a Damian Lillard fan, so it'll be easy for me to give him the nod. But believe it or not, I'm going to actually give it to D-Book, and let me tell you why. They went, what, 7 or 8-0 in the bubble? 8-0, yep. They go 8-0 in the bubble. It was nothing else he could have done. He averaged, what, over 35 a night, led his team undefeated. What screwed him was the fact that they were just slightly too far away anyways, and that was the big thing that uh, everyone tended to get upset about over as time – progresses we now we see that it is a big gap difference not in talent of the teams but if you're going to allow this and this amount of teams in there needs to be a a limit because they went undefeated and they still basically had they barely had a shot you know they they still had a shot so i'm glad they brought in though i'm glad they brought them in because they could have just eliminated them and not even invited them that's the thing it took what all of the Blazers just had to, to win six games. Uh, did they win six or seven? I thought they went seven and one. No, I think I they lost. I think they <laughs> lost two. Name them, because they lost to Boston. Um, and... Give me two seconds. I could have sworn I saw the graphic that said they lost two. They could have. Because I, I think it was – they lost two with one more game left. Because I think the graphic had uh, Book at 7-0 and and Lillard at 5-2 and at that moment. Um, but let's see. We got um, – okay, so they beat the Nets Thursday. Didn't play Wednesday. Beat the Mavericks. Uh, beat Philly. The Clippers. Yeah, that's right. That's they it. The Clippers. Yeah, because they folded at the end. Remember? Yep. That's uh. Yep. That's when Pat Bev unleashed the beast and Dame. Basically. Right. Hey, he. That's when it became personal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, I have to give it the book because 
it took another it took literally another player to have an, an incredible run for him to be out of the playoffs, you know? And then even still, he didn't even get to play in the buy-in game. Yeah. That's well, why I'm like, I think they might have been a little too far out of reach. Now, if it was 10 games, I would have said, okay. But I think – I mean, what would have been the perfect scenario for them? Like, they go undefeated and they would have needed everybody else to lose a third or I mean, a fourth game? Hey, it, if Levert makes that shot, Suns are in. And playing uh, Memphis, right, in that buy-in game. Yep, and they probably would have won. The way the way Phoenix is, was playing, man, I think they could have gave the Lakers a run. No. I don't think they would have won, but I think they no. could have. No. In the words of my of my man Shannon Sharp, not goat, not against Goat James. They would have got swept, Stephen. Swept. I don't believe a sweep. Swept. All right, we'll 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 agree to disagree on that one. I mean, at most one game. You know what? We're not even going. We not. We there's no reason for us to get into that because they ain't in there. But yeah, I I I think I would go ahead and give my lean to book just because of the incredible run that they did. Now, with that being said, do you have book or Damian Lillard being your most surprising player of the bubble? Uh, I do not. Only because we knew what they were. We right. knew that they're all-star caliber player. So it's not surprising to see these guys go off. Um, in the poll, I believe I had uh, Lavert, Warren, uh, Michael Porter Jr., and then other. Uh, I personally would have went uh, – I went Michael Porter Jr. I mean, we know what he was coming out of high school and stuff. But we just hadn't seen enough of them at the college level or the NBA. Right. And then for him to go off like he did, I think he had what, like three straight games with thirty plus? Yeah, he, he once they gave him like the green light and the minutes to play. Exactly. Oh. Yep. He just went off. I mean honestly that's something that I could see if the Pelicans can freaking unleash uh, Zion, I can see him doing that too. I agree. They just—they're more so worried about his foot than anything else. They don't want to injure that foot any farther yeah. than it needs to be. So they're taking all precautions that they can. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to switch that one up as well. I'm gonna disagree again, and I'm gonna have to go with this time. I'm gonna go with T.J. Warren, and uh, one because. T.J. Warren was a solid player. He was a name that we all know, but we know him as a solid player. For him to come out and essentially lead a a no Sabonis, a limited Victor Oladipo team the way he did uh, speaks volumes because the East was still very jumbled during this whole eight-game se- season. They could have easily slipped down to six, you know, but they still stayed in the spot where they had, you know, quote unquote, home field advantage at four. So they are, are they at four? I want to say they're at five. All right. I mean, even still, they, they didn't fall completely off, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that was incredible. I mean, if you watch those games, TJ Warren, man, he looked like he was a mix between LeBron James, Michael Jordan, 
The boy couldn't miss. I watched the Orlando game, and I couldn't believe what I saw. Like, And that was, like, his third game of getting off in a row. Yeah. I was like, it was no way this guy can do this again. And he just kept kept on and kept on. And the thing is, after us, he got hurt. Like, he, he it wasn't that he fell off. He got hurt. And then by the time he was able to come back, he played a, a hungry, hated Heat team that obviously yeah. was going to set out to make sure that he did nothing. Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw something funny on Twitter. Uh, I forget what who it was, but um, it basically said, <laughs> my grandpa had Will, my uh, dad had Jordan, and I had Bubble T.J. Warren. <laughs> I thought that one was pretty funny. That was a good one, man, because I'm trying to tell you, like, he was really playing like he was an all-time great. Like, the dude could not yeah. miss it. Yep, um, and then uh, Jimmy Butler put that to rest, basically. Oh, yeah, you know Jimmy had that game circled. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Um, that's exactly why I didn't pick him, because, yeah, he had a really great start, but um, he he just kind of fell off. I mean, yeah, injuries were a part of it, and with only having eight games, it does hurt, but um, – but, yeah, I just had to go Michael Porter Jr. on that one, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not against that at all because as great as T.J. Warren started, Michael Porter ended. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, while we're all on surprises of this bubble, who do you have as your most surprising team? Most surprising team? You got to go Suns. <laughs> I mean, that's just an easy one. Um, I just – I don't understand how anybody could pick against the Suns. I, Nobody I saw them go – no one saw them go 8-0. and I mean, with a Suns team like that and the schedule they had, I at best you saw probably 5-3. and three. Um, But, yeah, to, to go 8-0, and I believe I saw – I saw on SportsCenter, it was the longest streak that they've had since 2010. So it took a decade for them to win 10 straight. And they couldn't even do it in front of their home fans. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. But, I, I mean, I have to agree, man, because that, that, that stretch that they put on was amazing. Like, they were, they were all – they all performed. That's the thing. Like, even Rubio – I want to mm-hmm. say he was averaging what eighteen five and five. DeAndre and, Ayton had and another. And on top of that, right? They were dominating. They weren't just winning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most of their games were won by double figures. That, but see, and that's what made it so. And then it, they were just fun to watch. Like it was hard if you if you could catch a Suns game, you better had caught it because they were they, the way their team was clicking was just. It was it was more than just D book, you know. Yep. It, now, granted, granted, in the fourth quarter, if they needed a bucket, obviously there was only one player with the ball in his hands every yeah, possession. But that's yeah. how it should be. I mean, D book basically put that team on his back, not the way Lillard did, but he definitely put the team on his back. Man, how CJ McCollum and Mike Tyson say, "Hey, right now, Devin Booker's back is broken, spinal." <laughs> Oh man, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I mean Booker, man, he had 
I mean, the Suns, they just had to be the most surprising. Yeah, got, got to be, no got to be. Um, but since there is a most surprising team, there has to be a most disappointing team. Um, that, that, to me, was an easy one. Even though me being a Kings fan, I was really disappointed in our performance, but you have to go Pelicans. Yeah, you got to go ESPN, Pelicans. The way ESPN was hyping up the Pelicans, like they could make noise, and then I think they won one game. They either won one or two. Yeah, and their overall performance was just horrible. Like, yeah, it, they, it they was, played no defense, none. The, I mean, it, it's crazy because obviously the flashes that Zion had flashed superstardom again. Yep. Um, JJ Redick looked good as a bet should. It was just it's it was it was disappointing to see them as a whole not do what they were supposed to do. Like you said, them, them only losing, uh, winning one or two games in the bubble. I mean, they went ahead and fired Alvin Gentry, didn't they? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so as soon as – I don't even think they let that man on the bus ride back home to New Orleans. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a plane ticket. Come on. Man, man. Go anywhere you want. No, nah, they, they told Brad, hey, find your own way home. <laughs> I mean, so I'm I'm interested to see who they want to bring, who they decide to bring in, and how Zion's foot holds up. Because I mean, me personally, I would have gave Gentry one more year. I know his record is horrible within those five years, but at the same time, he just got the pieces for this team. And yeah. then and then to even like blame him for this year, it's kind of tough because his number one pick played in 30% of the games, and the 30% he did play, he was on He's a minute restriction. Time. Yep. So, and then, like I say, uh, Favors was hurt on and off this year. I, I would have gave him one more year to see what happened, or at least yeah, gave him the beginning of next year to see what I mean, happened. This was was this the first or second year? Uh, I want to say it was the first year with um, Lonzo Ingram. Right. Uh, basically, from that LA trade. Yeah. So I mean, it it sometimes takes a like a year or two to start gelling. Right, that's why I don't under. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you got rid of the guy after he finally got all his pieces. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're maybe they see a coach out there that they want. Because I mean, right now, what coach would not want that team? Hey, I know if you, I know if it was up to you, they'd come get Luke Walton away from the Kings. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> seem like it's happening. Uh, I believe they already said that they're. Uh, Retaining, uh, retaining him because you know Vlade, Vlade stepped down. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. I so. see everybody trying to blame Vlade for for the for the way the year has gone and the way they picked Marvin Bagley over Luca and such and so forth. But like me, and you have already discussed that. Like it was, what do you, what did they expect him to do? Take Luca and then stunt one of either his or Fox's growth? Yeah, I. I don't know. I didn't see anything, any problem with the Bagley over Luca. I mean, Bagley, he just, he's just always on the freaking IR or whatever. He's barely playing. Hey, can't, can't make the uh, club if you're in the tub. Yep. So, I guess, I guess for that, that would, uh, that pretty much wraps up our bubble conversation. Uh, it's, it's time to get into the playoffs, man. That's what I think I can't wait for. We have some super, 
some super interesting matchups uh, going on, uh, both in the East and the West. Obviously, the West is the definitely the more entertaining-looking side. But let's go ahead and touch up on. Uh, we'll start with the East. The first, the first, um, the first seed. We have the Bucks and um, Orlando, which me being an Orlando fan, even I can tell you, it is time to bring the brooms out. Yeah, I mean, you guys may may be lucky to win one. Uh, that's how we did last year. We lucked up on the one game against Toronto off the yeah. DJ Augustine big shot. I I don't see it happening this year. Our offense is worse than last yeah, year. Especially like. with no home crowd. The home crowd is going to just kill these underdogs. It is. And that's what I've been I've been trying to tell people. I mean, the crowd is huge in playoffs. Absolutely huge, man. They yep. it, they can dictate a run and they can also sustain a run. Exactly. So the little yep. guys pretty much I mean, especially for us in Orlando, us not Jonathan Isaac getting hurt again on us was a bigger blow than people realize. Jonathan Isaac, I'm trying to tell people has the caliber of being a defensive player of the year as a, as the small forward, power forward that he is. That's how well he matches up. And, I mean, do I think he would have came over and matched up against Giannis? No. Like, there's no stopping Giannis. Giannis is going to do what he wants to do anyways. Yeah. I mean, nobody uh, can stop Giannis, so it's it, like – Exactly. I mean, he could maybe – I mean, if you hold Giannis to like twenty-five and nine, I think that's considered a decent, decent game. <laughs> First of all, nine. I don't see Orlando. Orlando's no way we can do that in the game. Never know. Weird so things I, happen. Huh? I said weird things happen. So I weird mean, you never do know. Happen. I mean, Orlando. We're also a streaky shooting team as well. So I mean. I can see one game rolling in our favor, but I, I, if I had to put money on it, I got a 4-0 bug sweep on yeah. the next round. Um, yep. How are you feeling about the, the two-seed matchup, which will be Toronto against the Nets? Um, I, I just don't see the Nets winning. Not against a uh, a motivated team, a team that is – ready to play all their starters and stuff like that. Because, um, I mean, yeah, the Nets did do some upsets in the bubble, but a lot of times it was an unmotivated team that was resting starters and stuff. Um, again, just like uh, Orlando, I, I don't see them winning more than one if they're lucky. I see that game going – that series going four to five games. I agree. I agree. Toronto's bringing the brooms out on Brooklyn. Brooklyn's just missing too many pieces, and it will take a it will take the Levert show, night in and night out to keep them within a within striking distance. Which at that yeah. point, like you said, one game, maybe. But and I mean, Toronto got they have defenders that can shut down Levert. Well, maybe not shut down because Levert's a good offensive player, but they can definitely contain Levert and make somebody else beat you. Exactly. Exactly. So and they just don't have they don't have that right now. Yeah. Bring the brooms out there. Uh we can go ahead and move on because that's not even interesting to talk about because it's literally Levert show. In, yeah. In Brooklyn. Um 
the three seed, we have uh, a rivalry matchup, a nice rivalry matchup within Boston and the 76ers. Uh, I see this series going six, seven games. Um, I, I don't – I just don't see Philly winning, though. I don't I would. I would like them to and get Simmons healthy and see what they could do. But, I mean, they just don't have enough firepower. You have Embiid, and then after that, it's Josh Richardson, I think. Or I guess you got Tobias Harris. But then I just don't see enough firepower. Not not to not to outright beat a Boston Celtic team that will be firing on all cylinders fully healthy. Um, and then I think, honestly, the pipe dream of having Ben Simmons this playoff the more I hear is less and less likely, honestly. Yeah. I'm hearing he's about done for the season. Uh, and at that point, yeah, I I, I got Boston in six. I think um, Embiid and Tobias Harris are good enough to lead them to a win or uh, or two. But to outright win the series against Boston, Boston's too strong defensively. And they they have guys that can uh, take over offensively at any, any game, any night. I, yep. I just don't see Boston losing to Philly either. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's going to pretty much have to put the team on his back, which he can do, but, I mean, it's pretty easy to take out a, a big man. You can just double. Right. And mm. make someone else beat you, which, I mean, they have shooters, but can they do it consistently? I doubt it. Exactly. We haven't seen them do – if, well, we haven't seen the shoot, shooters do it consistently throughout the whole year, so exactly. uh, it's kind of hard to have that confidence going into the playoffs that they can. So I think it's safe to say both of us have Boston in six, seven. Yep, that's what I got. And then, last but not least, uh, probably the most anticipated series of uh, the Eastern Conference will be that hated Indiana Pacers against the Miami Heat, and uh, I think I'm going to have to roll with the Heat on this one. I'm going to go Heat in six as well. In six? Um, I don't I don't know. I, I got Miami in four to five. Ooh. I, I think they're going to be motivated. Um, I mean, yeah, they have – Indiana has uh, Oladipo. They got Warren, obviously, we've seen. But I think Jimmy Butler's – Going to pretty much limit T.J. Warren. I mean, we saw what he did when he, when they had the matchup just what like several days ago. Yeah. Um. Now, can he do that all the time against a a pretty good scorer like Warren? Mm, probably not. But I just I don't know. They the Heat when if they're motivated enough, they can win this in four to five. Yeah, um, my thing with that is one, they're gonna they they've starting to become a good three point shooting team, a really good three point shooting team. And yep. my thing with that is it's easy to fall in love with three point shooting, and once you do that, you can beat yourself. You can shoot yep. yourself out of out of the game, out of a series. And we've seen Houston do that what just last year when Harden mm-hmm. alone missed twenty seven threes in the whole series. So I think. Uh, I think it'll be tough. I think the Pacers have what it takes, and I think the Pacers match up pretty well. But don't forget, they have a healthy Michael Brogdon, too. That has been an issue. He has been an issue since being back. 
uh, I, I think the Pacers can hold hold their own. They're a strong defensive team as well. True. Um, I don't know, man, because I think the X factor in that series is going to be uh, is going to be Bam. Bam Adebayo, because I mean, Bam, he has a skill set to be like a walking triple double. He does. And I think he could he could easily average about 18, 11, and like seven that series. Because who who do they have that's going to match up with them? I mean, it'll have to be Miles Turner, right? Yeah, and I mean, I'm pretty sure Bam. Let's see, Bam. Bam's faster than Miles, so I mean he could go past him, and he can handle the ball good enough to you know make some moves and stuff like that. I I mean yeah I like that too because Miles is best when he's just rim protecting anyways. Mhm. So I but boy so you you think that he could potentially bring the brooms out on Indiana? Wow. Yeah, they I I can see it. Like I said, they're the better team. And uh, without a home crowd, man, it could definitely benefit the the favorites. Now we'll go ahead and cross over to the to the to the conference. I guess you could say because these boys here are all all great all great teams. Uh, obviously, we'll start with the marquee matchup that everyone's talking about: Skip Bayless's dream matchup. Because if the Lakers win, his hatred for LeBron is going to go insane. And yep. if Portland wins or Portland loses, he's going to say, we told you Damian Lillard wasn't a star. So who do we got and how are you going to do it there, the Lakers and Portland? So I love this matchup because everywhere on is a mismatch. Everywhere. It is. Because you got – you got Nurk. Nobody on that team's going to stop Nurk unless they put AD on him. Uh-huh. Uh, but then if you put AD on him, then who's going to guard Melo? Yeah. Probably LeBron. Um, you got, obviously, the guards. There's nobody on the Lakers that can contain those guards. None. Right. I mean, you could, I mean if they get desperate, they're going to put LeBron on probably Lillard. And that'll but we'll see that like towards the end of game. Yeah, where, it'll, where it'll be like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, where late, pre- like possession start meaning something. Yep. Um, and then obviously on the Lakers' favor, I mean, AD and LeBron are two of like the three to five best players in the NBA right now. Exactly. So nobody, nobody's gonna freaking stop them. However. With that being said, I have the Blazers in six, six to seven. Whoa! Um, Whoa! It's, it's basically it's it's an eye test for me. Um, I've seen what the Lakers are doing right now, and they have not looked good at all. They have not put a complete game, a game out at all in the bubble. Uh, I mean, some people may say. Once playoff happens, they're going to change. Or they they couldn't play any worse than what they're doing right now. So, I mean, they – I don't know. I mean, the Blazers, I just see them winning because Dame is on a mission. He He's on a mission to win this. Yeah, and I, mean, I, 
Go I ahead. think I think the Blazers can win this. I think they can win this. It'll be seven. It'll be a seven game series. I think if the Blazers win, I think it gets drug out to seven. Will they win? I don't think so. I actually have the Lake Show doing it in five or six. Um, this is why. Zero Dark 30 mode is a lot different than let's just fuck around. We already got uh, – we're going to clinch the number one or the number two seed regardless. Who cares? So, and, I mean, missing Avery Bradley and missing Rondo, uh, I think that hurts them more defensively than offensively because that gives them more guys that can guard the perimeter. But offensively, I don't see it being a huge thing because LeBron's essentially their point guard offensively anyways. Uh, yeah. I think I think the way he played offensively was passive aggressive in this bubble. Uh, I think he definitely could have scored more points when he did. He wasn't the best. He wasn't near, not nearly at his best. But I don't. I think that's something that he'll be able to obviously turn on and turn off. LeBron is only disappointed in one NBA series in his whole life, and that was the Mavericks. I don't see him disappointing us again right now. He fought way too hard to get to this number one seed. And he wanted to prove too many critics wrong. Don't remember they counted him out. They said he couldn't do this in the West. So this year was already a mission. Now that that part of the mission is complete, now it's time for him to do it again. I'm sure LeBron wants to be one of the what, if not the first player to win a championship with three different teams. It's time for him to submit himself down as the goat. And uh. Another little tidbit is, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think LeBron has ever lost in the first round. I don't think so either, which is another reason. So, why I mean, that. yeah, but this, like I said, this playoffs is a lot different than normal. And one other thing about the Blazers, they play to their competition, whether it's down or up. If you watch them play, I mean – I mean, they struggle against the weak teams, and then they play good against the the good teams. So yeah. I mean, that that's I just got the Blazers. I got the Blazers winning this one in six or seven. That that's huge. That is huge, my man. And you know, I, I honestly, I can't wait for the I can't wait for this series because it can really happen that way. They, like it is that possibility. It, and that's what's going to make it so much fun. Um, with this, now the next series, the next season will, series we'll go into will be also another LA team who also has another uh, tough matchup. You have the Clippers and the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, so obviously Lou Wills is back. Um, is Harold back yet? I'm not sure. Uh, if he's not back, he should be back within this season series. Okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't have changed my my out, outlook, but I'd probably have Clippers in six six to seven. Um, I just obviously Luca. Luca is Luca, but he will be playing against either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, who are both really good defensive players. So. I believe it's going to come down to to Porzingis. Right. Porzingis is going to have to put up probably he's probably going to have to average around 30 to 35 in my opinion and then obviously 10 boards plus. 
for them yeah. to, to win this. Um, I mean, Luca, I feel like it's going to do his thing, but I don't think they have enough firepower to match up with the Clippers with both uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And then if Lou Wills gets going, we know what he can do. He can give you 20, 25 off the bench. Well, see, and and that that I think is where, I mean, my outcome is still about the same. I still have a, uh, I have Clippers in in about five or six, but I don't think it's because, I don't think it'll be because Dallas doesn't have enough firepower. Which because I think offensively they do, uh, they have a lot of players that can put up points, especially in budgets. Um, I think where they would lack is obviously the defensive side. They give up way too many points. They don't have anybody that's going to be able to even contain Paul George or or uh, Kawhi. And that's going to be the harsh reality. At uh, Every night I feel like both of those guys are going to average 30 points. That that would be my bold prediction that both players average 30, not just one. I, it's going to be tough for Dallas defensively because the only way Porzingis is going to be able to help you is off the weak side. He's not going out there to the three-point line and containing anything. So – I think that's going to be a, uh, the Mavericks' Achilles' heel. Is defense? Is the defense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Because I mean, defensively, Clippers are up there with the best. Exactly. So we'll see. It'll be a good matchup though with Luca versus uh, the perimeter defenders of uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, like I said, it's just the Mavericks. They have a tough. They, it, it's too much. It's a big pill to swallow for them. Um, the next matchup will be a lot of teams' new favorite, or a lot of people's um, new favorite team out right now between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. And a lot of people are drinking that Denver Nuggets Kool Aid. Um. Well, Mike Conley just left the bubble, which is going to hurt the Jazz tremendously. Um, so with that being said, I got nuggets in either four or five. Yeah. I mean, I don't see them matching up. And then with uh, the way Michael Porter Jr. is playing, that's just another another weapon for them because they got Jokic, they got Jamal Murray. Uh, I don't know if they're bringing – if Gary Harris is going to be available yet. But you got Gary Harris, then you got Will Barton. And then with add Michael Porter Jr. to that, I mean, that's going to be a tough team. Yeah, the, I mean, every year, the last two years, though, I will say the Nuggets have underachieved when it comes to playoff basketball. Uh, so I'm not – I still think they're going to come across and win this matchup. I actually think they win in six. Uh, I can see the Jazz taking two simply because of the players that Rudy Gobert and uh, – and, and Donovan Mitchell are, I can definitely see them winning two games. I see no more than two. No more than two. Mike Conley is going to be a bigger loss for leadership than anything else because he never, ever got into his offensive group here. So that'll be the thing. They they already lack true scoring besides uh, Mitchell anyway, so now they're going to have to rely on, a lot on Jordan Clarkson off the bench to produce points nightly. He's going to don't forget about Joe Ingles. He can shoot. Yeah, Joe Ingles can shoot, but he's right now he's not there. He's not a go-to score, you know. So, oh. it, 
like I said, like you said, I got the Nuggets, but I do think the Jazz can pull off a game or two. But I'm going to go with the Nuggets with you. And uh, with that one being said, last but not least, honestly, another one, probably the, one of the next biggest matchups you have will be, again, with their 4-5 and five seed with the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, cause I, we don't know how long Westbrook's going to be out. Right. Um, if he's out, if he's out three plus games, I got OKC. I got OKC in about six. Um, okay. The Thunder right now are just playing so, so good right now. They are. I mean... <clears throat> nobody expected them to to do what they're doing. I mean, they got – until yesterday, they were in the fourth seed. But uh, then, obviously, now they're the fifth seed. But everybody, once they traded Westbrook, they expected a rebuild. And Chris Paul basically said, hold up. I'm still Chris Paul here. Hey, and basically exactly. led that team. Now, is he putting up incredible numbers? No, but with his leadership and stuff like that, obviously SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's definitely stepped up. And then you have you got Gallinari who's been doing all right. Steven Adams does his thing protecting the rim and scoring on oops and stuff. Uh Schroeder's been having a good year. We got Schroeder. I mean what for you, if if Harden comes back or not Harden, let's say Westbrook comes back in two games, you have Houston pulling it out. Yeah, I got Houston. I feel like they would probably split the series, split the two games, and uh, then I see, I probably see uh, the Rockets winning in six. So Westbrook comes back within two, Rockets are winning in six. Otherwise, I got Thunder in six. Yeah, I think I'm. I actually have the Thunder and Six regardless. Regardless, you know, my man CP3 came in there and he knows what it takes to win. Yeah, he definitely he, does. He knows what it takes to win and he knows how to win. So he's the one. He's he's the one that's gonna do this for me. He's gonna go ahead and get Russ and Harden out of there. Get them boys out of there again. Um. Like you said, Shea has been a monster. Gallinari has looked good. OKC has been a tough team, man. They play defensive. They play on the defensive end, and they turn it into offensive buckets. I love it. I love the way they play, and I just think they have enough to be able to beat OKC with or beat Houston with or without Russ for any amount of games. Uh, Harden, 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 but for some reason, that playoff monkey weighs on his back a little heavier than it does a lot of other stars. He struggles. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt last year, they they uh they beat Golden State. You know, if he didn't pull that hammy, now let's say Chris Paul doesn't pull a hammy in this first round. I'm telling you, man, I, I like OKC to be, to pull this upset, and I'm I know I'm one of the few that have them winning with or without or. Yeah, I have OKC winning with or without Russell Westbrook for Houston. I'm one of the few, and I'm I'm gonna claim it. I'm gonna claim it, stamp it. NBA. Marcus Bryant said it first here. OKC, <laughs> OKC. I can definitely see it. That's gonna be 
I think that's probably that's probably my most intriguing matchup, either them or the Laker Portland matchup. Yeah, those ones I'm looking most uh, most forward to watching. I am too. Those those two series right there are going to be a bloodbath. Even if they end at six and don't go seven, even if they end at five, all games are going to be close. All games are going to go down to like the last five minutes of the game. Yep. All right. So, uh, so I got one question. Now I've been asking some people this. Um, if your life was on the line and you had to pick a series that has to go seven for you to live, which one are you taking? And this first, in this first round. Yep, in the first round. Wow. Uh, this I, this means I have my only way of living. Yep. You know, I'm going to go with the one the last series we just discussed. I'm going to go with the Houston and uh, OKC series. Yeah, that – it was either that one for me, or it was the um, oh shoot, uh, Dallas and uh, Clippers. Cause I could definitely see that one going seven as well. If Luca plays the way he can, and has been doing, I could definitely see that one going seven as well. I can't too. I think I think I don't think it'll be Lucas. Uh, reason they would need. Porzingis, like you said, to be the guy for them, he'd have mm-hmm. to step in, step up, and be a, that thirty to thirty-five player. Which he's been, he's been doing in the bubble. He's been putting multiple thirty, thirty and ten games. He's gonna have to keep it up if they want to beat the Clippers. That's that's the best way we can put at it. Yep. All right, we're gonna call that an episode. Um. Please uh, follow, follow us, uh, subscribe to all social media. We, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, we do have, if you look up NBA cast on Spotify, we're on there. We're on uh, the Apple store, correct? Yeah. We are on yeah. The Apple store. Yeah, we're on Apple podcast. Um, yeah, just give us a follow. We're going to try to do these episodes pretty frequently, maybe either every day, every other day. Um. And, yeah, I think uh, we hope to hear from you guys on all social media. And, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be our episode. Oh, what a hell of a way to wrap it up, $18,000 kid. I thank you. I thank you again for hosting this show with me. This show wouldn't be as well and popping as it is without you, my boy. All right. All right, we'll see you all next time. Yep.